One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It is a plug on your it is, it is. God, lads, number five. This is episode number five. Class, I didn't think we were going to get past the first one, but look at this now. Hold up that sign there again. It's been a big week of work. I need to remember what it's called. Welcome, everybody, to the Digger Dads Pure Shy Podcast. You've got Shane and you've got me, Ryan. How are you getting on? How's it going, Eddie? You well? Uh, not too bad, though. No. Not too bad. Uh, it's a uh, Friday. It is. We're doing an episode on a Friday, which is uh, quite unusual. I um, I was working. I started back working, and last night I finished early. Which was nice. I was working away there, ready to receive more grain on the pad, and it came about that someone came up to me and said, "Here, lads, you can, uh, you can bloody go home, mate. It's all finished and all I." I was like, "Here, listen. You don't need to tell me twice, buddy. I am out the gap. Parked up the loader, filled it with fuel, switched it off, locked it up, and I was hitting parts of the road on the way home." It's a lovely feeling of a night shift to be sent home early. Day shift, you're kind of like, well, I've woken up now, so we might as well do at least eight hours and get something done. But night shift, you're like, <laughs> see you later, lads. I am fucking going home right now. Gone. So that was class. So I slept from 11 right up until 7, near 7, when I had to get the young fellow up and breakfast and a bit of a play before daycare. So I'm fresh and I thought I'd stick an episode through today and I'll do another one on Monday. I have to do two a week, but I can only put them out weekly so I can kind of keep up with everything. But yeah, it's been good going back to work. I've been fucking flat out, lad. Yeah, I was I was watching you one day. You were pushing up uh, fertilizer in the shed and they were coming at you fast, lad. Fast. Oh, we were doing like near 500 ton an hour at one stage. I know, your one says it on the radio. She's like, that's 470 now. If you can keep that going, that'd be fantastic. I turned around and said to that fucker, I said, here. You have me working for my money this week. What's the crack like? And she's like, you'll be right, mate. You're able to cope with pressure, I. It's like, pressure? Pressure? This is fucking outrageous. But we got it done. We got it done. I find in those types of jobs, when you're at that kind of speed, 
It's temporary. Don't let it fucking overwhelm you and take over you. It's a temporary thing. It's only going to last for a certain amount of hours. You know that when you go in there. So stick with it. Get it done. You'll be grand. You'll be home before you fucking know it. So then on the topic of work and that since you've gone back to work. Have you ever had like shite jobs in there? Oh I have. Everyone's had shite jobs. For me I don't think the job itself uh, was shite. It was more the people that you were working with that made it shite. But I did loads of different stuff. You know back home I did farm stuff. Milking cattle all that kind of crack. And then, obviously, I went to London and started driving machines and stuff. When I was back home, I um, tried to get jobs doing everything, like, and even just temporary stuff. During the Punchestown Race Festival, I'd work doing uh, doing bar work and stuff like that. And um, that was that was all right, like. But when I, was, when I first got that gig to do that, I thought I was going to be deadly, because I was told I was going to be working in the, the Irish celebrities' fucking pavilion, like, you know, where all the big wigs on RTE and the sporting superstars of Ireland... We're all going to be sitting and you hear stories of people tipping you and stuff like that. And you're thinking, God, yes, I'm going to come out of here now with a fucking fortune. I'm going to be fucking mighty well off coming out of this place. I tell you, the ones in the farmer's tents, they tip you more now than the celebrity ones. They, they fucking do. I remember um, you see some fucking some big characters like, you know, Michael Carruth, the Olympic uh, boxer for Ireland. He was there. All the weather staff, all the RT crowd, you know, Nuala Carey. All those, they were all there. Louis Walsh was there. Tuberty, Ryan Tuberty was there. They were all there. And, you know, they'd come up to the bar and stuff, get a drink, and they'd just pay the cost of the drink, and then back they go to their seat. Whereas when you go out into the farmer's tent, because you only worked in the celebrity one for so long, and then you got pushed out into different tents to, to take over the demand of people that were sticking around a bit later on in the day, and they were steamed, like, they were fucking steamed drunk. And the farmers, they'd just throw a tenner at you, the drink might cost him six euros, like, or seven euros, and just tell you to hang on to the rest of it. Fuck a class, like. When I was in the farmer's one, I, I come out with a couple of hundred, like. But uh, the celebrity one, you don't come out with nothing. It was fucking weird. I thought it was coming the other way around, but turns out it wasn't. I remember uh, when the young fellow was born, I was just looking for something to keep me kind of busy during the day while he was in hospital, and we, we weren't allowed to visit. It was certain hours of the day you're not allowed to visit the hospital. And I was trying to keep myself busy during those times, and I took up this little job, uh, unloading containers and fuck lad I hated that I hated it out here in fucking Brisbane Australia it's fucking stinking hot in the summer because it was February like stinking hot in the summer and you're standing in this container and it's absolutely fucking jam packed with fucking toilet roll just absolutely jammed and it was coming into COVID and stuff when all the toilet roll was gone out everyone's arses got really shitty and everyone needed to buy up all the fucking toilet roll it was fucking bizarre and these were one of the only places in Brisbane that was getting in these fucking container loads of fucking toilet roll. And the fucking heat in this bastard thing. And your man would come out every 10 minutes and go, you all right, mate? And I'm standing in a fucking pool of water going, fuck that. It's hot in here. Any fans are acting like that? Nah, mate, sorry. We don't need fans, I. You don't need fans, you whore. I'm fucking sweltering here. The t-shirt would be absolutely ringing wet. And I stuck that one out for a few days and I thought, fuck this. I'm overqualified for this and I couldn't be fucked doing that. But yeah, for me, I just found it came down to who you were working with. You know, a bad foreman on a job there now can make it the worst job in the fucking world. And I'm not alone in saying this. There's an awful lot of the pricks out there. An awful lot of them. And they can all go and fucking shite. But it's it's down to who you work with in my experience. But you have a phone there in front of you. You're looking at something on it there. I, I am. I've got a list of some of the worst jobs in the world. And I thought... I thought it'd be a fun idea to, to, to give it a go and see what people think. So, 
The list is as follows. Now, these are real jobs. This is not me making this stuff up at all. These are real jobs. And they've got a brief description alongside them that I've put in just to give you an idea. If you were applying for this job, this is what the job would entail, all right? So number one is a roadkill collector. What? Yeah, so if you drive over like a possum or something on the road, someone has come along and scraped that poor fucker up off their own. A roadkill collector. Yeah, so it's it's pretty self-explanatory, like, you know. Roadkill collectors not only have the job of, like, peeling the animal up off the road, but they also have to brave the oncoming traffic. So, Dimitri and Patrick are out on the road. One of them is spotting the other fella. So, Dimitri's the one who's gone out picking up the possum, and Patrick is looking for traffic. And he goes, quick, go Dimitri, quick, fuck. And Dimitri goes out with his shovel, and just as he's halfway across the road, Patrick's like, fuck, quick, come back. Come back, you And it, it takes him ages. Ages to do it, I bet. Have you ever... Have you ever knocked something down on the road? I did. I killed a possum one morning, actually. Not intentionally, like. Never intentional. I was driving to work at uh, fucking five o'clock. They're dumb bastard things, like. They're stupid as all fuck. See, possums are... Um, out here, uh, there's this creature. It's, it's like a squirrel on fucking steroids. And it makes an awful Jesus sound. A shocking noise altogether. It's kind of like uh, the sound of a dog and a cat mixed, you know, a growl and a hiss at the same time. And when you've never heard that sound before, it only comes out at night time as well. So you're like standing in your bathroom going for a piss and all you hear is... Outside the fucking window, you're like, what the fuck is that? And you're shouting down the stairs at the missus going, come here quick. And she's like, what's wrong? I said, there is a fucking goblin outside there somewhere. Listen to this thing. And she'll hear it. And she goes, oh, that's just a possum. I was like, what? And then you look the fucker up. It's an awful looking thing. So anyway, I'm driving to work five o'clock in the morning. And as I'm driving, I had the lights on because it's quite dark. I spotted him. He was standing at the crossing like he was ready to press the fucking, the button for the green man to cross the road. He was standing there. But he waited until I was right up on him. Before he decided to cross over. And as he was crossing over, I put my foot on the brakes. I couldn't jam on because there was cars behind me. And I thought he'd crossed in front of me. And I just clipped him with the left-hand tyre. All you could hear was, boop. I was like, oh, fuck. Poor possum. You knew this one was coming. You fucking knew this one was coming. A portable toilet cleaner. God, those bastards come to side. When you walk around the side, and it's got one of those plastic fucking houses to piss in. Those fuckers will come every time you're having your lunch. I think they do it on purpose because they hate their job and they want everyone else to fucking experience what's going on. It's fucked up, lad. It is fucked up. <laughs> you're sat outside because it's warm, like, and the, the huts and stuff, some of them don't have air conditioning, so you're sat outside in a bit of shade having your fucking lunch. Next thing, the little truck comes in, waddling across the fucking job, and you're like, oh, fuck, here is this bastard now. And he pulls up and... No consideration for anyone else around him. He'll just stick his fucking nozzle down into the thing and suck up whatever's inside in the thing and then jet wash it. And the fucking stink of it. And you're trying to eat like a chicken salad or some sort of a fucking feed there and you're like, God, you're an awful bastard. Just cruel intentions. Cruel intentions. Yeah, I'd say no. In my opinion, that would probably be the worst job I could be given. It's cleaning one of those fucking things. Because I think people on sites and stuff and using public toilets in general. Some of the people, the way they use these fucking toilets, I would hate to see their houses. I would hate to see them. 
They're disgusting, the bastards. Crime scene cleaner. Jesus, lad. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be nice at all, no. Could you imagine doing that? Having to, like, clean up after a murder or something? Yeah, it wouldn't be good, no. It, it wouldn't be the dirtiest of jobs, like, but it'd definitely be the most mentally disturbing, I'd say. But crime scene cleaners have to wear hazmat suits and respirators and boots with the old wellies, you know. And they'd want to have the strongest of stomachs and to be able to cope with the size of blood, you know, because a lot of murders, you see some blood and stuff, and little bits and pieces of people all over the place. You know, depends on the crime, like. If it was just a bank robbery, I'd be happy to clean up the floor with all the money, like. I'd clean up the floor, no problem, but if some fella got blown asunder, don't ring me. <laughs> don't ring you. Don't ring me. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be busy that morning, no. There's another one here now, which I thought was quite, quite strange. And it is Ape Urine Collector. What? That's what it is. Number six here. I've skipped number five because it's pest control. That's just like chasing after cockroaches and mouses and, and rats and stuff. Mice. Oh, that's right. It's not mouses. That's fucked up though. English language is fucked up. I want to do a segment on that too, actually. But that, that, that is fucked up the way that you can say houses, but you can't say mouses. That's not right. Anyway, ape urine collector. Lads, that's literally someone going around. Trying to get a, a monkey to piss into a bottle and then taking it to sample it. No, they don't do that, actually. You'd think that that's what they're doing. That'd be dangerous, like. Come here, George. Piss into his bottle for me there. And then he, he pumps the head off you. Because gorillas have got no control like humans. You can't just say, here, lad. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Because they don't understand what you're saying. So if you cross into his path and he's not happy, he's going to poke the head off you. And he's got hands, like. He could throw hands definitely. So... The job, it definitely sounds unreal. It definitely sounds like something nobody does. But sadly, they do. Ape urine collectors are employed by scientists because the scientists are cowardly fuckers. They don't want to do it themselves. They know the risk. You need to go out there and collect the urine for studying stuff. And what they do is they track down the apes using satnav and they lay down large sheets of plastic in the hopes that should this big, massive monkey need to go for a slash... That he does it over the plastic sheet. Sure. Jesus Christ, w- would you piss on a plastic sheet? Eh, I've pissed in worse places, I'd say. Yeah, you, you nearly got arrested when I for a toad, didn't you? You whore. Yeah, we won't get into that now. But God, I did not expect this one on the list. And that's dentist. A dentist is like the worst job in the world, it's labelled. And you wouldn't expect it, like. People would not think a dentist could be on the, the really shite jobs. Because they get good money, like. They get good money. But it definitely fits the bill as being a shite job because reading this now it says they spend their days looking around in people's dirty mouths like dirty pusses on them and it, loads of bacteria and bugs and, and then you've got people that'll bite you. You've got the biters. And what's like other jobs like not it's not like other jobs I should say because other jobs like a toilet cleaner and stuff you don't need to go to school for years to do that and you don't need to pay thousands and hundreds and thousands of dollars to get your qualification, but the dentists, they do. And it's believed that it boasts the highest rate of suicide of any other job. Air traffic controllers is up there too, but that's that's a different kettle of fish too. That's some pressure, that stuff. Yeah, right, I wouldn't have said the dentist was one of the worst jobs in the world now. But obviously I'm not a dentist, I don't know, but... Yeah, it's, um... It's mad, hey? Are you afraid of the dentist? No. Are you? 
I frightened the fuck of him. Why? He looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. A dentist that looks like Gollum. What kind of a dentist are you going to? Oh, he's one I found on Gumtree. Alright. Uh, do you go much, like? No, no. Ah, uh, couple of years, like. Every two or three years I try and go. I haven't been now for over two years. But every time I go, it's grand, like. I've never had issues with the teeth at all. I am an aggressive brusher. You know, I've got the good electric toothbrush, but I'll still work it fucking well, you know. Make sure I... I don't floss every day. I think flossing every day is just a waste of fucking time. You know, who has time to floss every day? But I, I'm quite good with the teeth. I've never had issues with the teeth. Never needed to get the braces or anything like that. And I've only ever had to have two fillings. Uh, two or three fillings. I can't remember. I think it was two fillings. And the first filling she did, uh, she didn't do it right. So I had to go to a different dentist and have that one pulled out and redone. She actually gouged out more of me tooth than she needed to, according to the new dentist. And I was experiencing an awful lot of pain with it. He happened to, to fix it and get it right again. And I would never have issues with my teeth. The only thing I did have to have done was the wisdom teeth taken out. Because mine, and I suppose there's a lot of people like this as well, my teeth were actually growing uh, rather than up. They were growing sideways towards my other teeth. And I woke up one morning and I thought, Jesus Christ, my jaws are killing me. What the fuck? And it was a pain like no other. Like You just know. Your face, it, it literally feels like someone's jabbing needles into your face. You just get that sting. That constant burst of a sting. And it's like, fuck, this is not right here. So I took myself to a dentist and they said, God, your wisdom teeth need to be removed. And they showed me the x-ray of the teeth actually growing inwards. I thought, Jesus, that's fucked up. So I went to see this fella who... Um, it, it's expensive to get the teeth pulled like that too. I think I paid... $1,600 to have them all done. I got them all done in one go too. Were you asleep for that? No. Or they just numbed you? Yeah, there and then. You're a psycho. Oh, your man said it to me. Your man was like, oh, we can put you under a general anaesthetic. I said, no thanks. Just numb the face and go for it. He said, are you sure? People usually don't do that. I said, go for it, lad. I'll be grand. Well, fuck me, lad. He near tore the face off me. My face was numb. My teeth were numb. Like I couldn't feel them actually uh, drilling. Because they have to break the teeth into pieces. Sorry enough, this is freaking people out. But they have to break the teeth into small pieces and then pull them out of the gum. I couldn't feel any of that. What I could feel was him using what looked like a crowbar. And he was pressing it against my jaw and he was leaning on my face as he was trying to pry this fucking tooth out. I was thinking, oh! And then afterwards... About six hours after, I looked like I was after absolutely getting the shite kicked out of me outside some pub somewhere. I looked like I was fighting with loads of lads. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where I ask Ryan five quick fire questions and he needs to give me five quick fire answers. I think I'm going to take over asking the questions and you can answer them, all right? That's all right with me. I think everyone prefers that I answer the questions anyway because I'm better at the answering. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I think so. What was your favourite subject in school? At lunchtime. Where did you grow up? At home. Where do you live now? At home. What is your favourite body part? At Diddy's. What is your favourite word in another language? I. What is fucking English, you idiot? What did you say Diddy's for? Because I like Diddy's, like. You need to explain now to people what Diddy's means for those that don't know what that means. A uh, Diddy's is a term we would use in Ireland for, like, um, breastigals. Like boobies. It's a nice word. I think it's a clever word because some people get offended by like the word uh, tits. Whereas I think titties is just a fun word. All right, lass. Fucking hell. Did you ever have to fight like loads of lads at one time? I was in Moors one day actually with two lads from Dangan and we were there and we were uh, shifting young ones. And uh, we quickly found out that the, the local lads didn't like us. And the reason we knew that, and how we knew it very quickly, was because every time they'd see us, they'd throw fucking rocks at us. A, a fucking rock, like. I don't know about you, but I like me ma. Like, I get on fierce well with me ma, and she dropped me off to all these places for a play to her. She's mighty crack. But to thank her, I never put a rock through the back of the starlit window as she was driving away, going, <laughs> see you later on, ma. I'll give you a text there. You can come pick me up. You know, if you're throwing rocks to someone, you don't fucking like them. And you quickly get that feeling. So, um, yeah, we were there most of the day just kind of with the young ones and stuff. And these girls had come from like uh, Mount Temple and Rosemount and all these areas outside of Moors. And we usually walk out there from Moors rather than hang around in the town because these lads were giving us grief every time we went there. But we didn't care. Like, we were going there to shift young ones. And when you're 14 or 15 years of age, you'd walk across broken glass to shift young ones. Mike Tyson could thump the head off you so long as you're getting the shift after it. You didn't give a shite, like. So on this day, the girls decided to come into Moat, into the town, and we just hung around the fucking town. And every time these lads would see us, they'd give us fucking grief. Every single fucking time. They would, but they'd always be at a distance. Like, they'd never come right up to us and say that. Always at a fucking distance. And at one stage, a really small fella. Now, I'm small myself. I'm only five, six, like. But this really small fella ran past us. And as he was going past us, he said, Biffos, get to the park now. You're dead. And I thought... That's an invitation that I am not going to uh, carry through it because it doesn't sound like a fun party. It really doesn't. Weddings are great crack. 21sts are great crack. You know, 30ths are great crack. But to invite three lads from Offaly down to a park in Moat to get their heads kicked in, I, I, I won't go out that night. I won't go out that night. We carried on our thing throughout the town all day. It was getting towards the end of the day where we had to give the mother the half hour notice to come pick us up. I texted her. It would have been about half three, I'd say. And she said, I'll be there in... 20 minutes, half an hour, be where I fucking dropped you off. I says, grand. So we started making tracks towards the top end of the town where she dropped us off. And as we were walking up past the green, we had just passed, we're on the left-hand side. We had just passed the intersection down towards the park. And there was a big green on our left in front of a housing estate. And we were walking up along there. It's a long bit of a walk. Like. And as we were walking up, all I heard was, here, turn around. Here, Biffo's. Turn around. And I looked to the brother. 
and uh, the brother was with me, and he said to me, say not. I said, if he says it again, I'm going to turn around. And he said, say nothing. We don't know how many of them are here. We're going to get our fucking heads kicked in. Say nothing. Just keep walking. I said, keep walking. If we keep walking, we'll end up in fucking Turles Pass, you whore. If he says that again, I ain't going to turn around. And he did. Your man says, here, Biffos, turn around now. And I turned around, and rather than turn around and stop, I turned around and walked towards him. And there was three of them. There was only three of them this time. There was two that I recognised from the very first time I've been there, and there was one fella I'd never seen before. This fella was definitely much older. He was taller. We would have been about uh, 14 or 15, like. This fella was definitely 17 or 18, and he was wearing a, a black fucking tank top, the, the tracksuit bottoms, the runners, and he was a shapeshifter. He was throwing out rectangles and squares and hex guns, and he just thought he was the fucking real deal, and he thought he was going to fucking murder everyone. I didn't buy into his shite at all. I knew it was all a gimmick. I knew it was all a gimmick. And he uh, walked up towards me as I was walking towards him, and he said, who are you throwing stones at? I says, oh, that's the story. I said, you see these fools here, you're standing beside. I said, these are the ones that are throwing the fucking stones, lad. Not us. We're just here shifting young ones. These young ones in particular. You know, and the girls was with us, like. And they were going to walk back down after our mother picked us up. And uh, your man says, do you realise who you're talking to? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? He says. <laughs> I says... I don't know who you are. I've never seen you before. Should I know who you are? And then he started getting real wound up like. He was like, I, I'm from Adlone. And I looked to the two lads beside me. I says, be fuck. I says, we're from Dangan. Nice to meet you. What is it you want me to do with that information? And there was one fella in the group. He was a little bit uh, taller than the, the Adlone shapeshifter. He stood out on the right hand side and put the phone to his ear. And I heard him say, we have them at the top of the road. Come on, quick. They're about to go home. Now, I was sure as fuck he was messing. I was confident he was messing. The confidence fell away pretty quick. Because from behind them, I could see about 35 to 40 people walking towards us. The entire footpath and parts of the road were being taken up by all these people. I thought, oh, fuck. The brother looked at me and said, lad, we're dead. What are we going to do? I says, look, listen to me now. I says, we'll be grand. We'll be grand. We'll be eating the dinner in Dangan tonight. Don't you worry. We'll be grand. And the other fellow that was with us turned to me and said, lad, we're not going to be able to bait these lads. <laughs> I says, if a fight breaks out, we're not. I said, but we're going to try our best not to have to fight here. So you'll be all right. Don't panic. On the outside, I was the one that was like looking, looking like I didn't give a fuck. Like I didn't care. I'm the one... That, that has this sorted. But on the inside, I'm freaking the fuck out. There's lots of people. We're going to be killed, like. And um, one of us has to keep strong, like. One of us has to, has to know how to deal with this. Because as soon as the three of us fall apart and start to go, look, we're, we're very sorry. They have you. They have you by the balls. So I was the one that's like a, a sergeant trying to stir on his men going, look, lads, we can do this, like. We, we'll get there. You'll be all right. Keep going, you know. <laughs> So the group got right up towards us and within the group there was one girl and it was very likely this one girl was fueling this whole fucking testosterone driven pack. It's very likely. So the shapeshifter was kind of walking side to side towards the two lads and walking in towards me just kind of swinging himself about trying to make himself bigger now again that the group has gotten up there. And he turned to her one in the group and he says to her who was throwing the stones? 
And she pointed at me and she said, it definitely wasn't him. And I turned around and says, do you know what? You're dead right. Because it was fucking all of you that were throwing the stones. And then she pointed towards my brother, who was on the left-hand side of me, and said, I think it was him. Now, the fella from Athlone, he stepped in towards my brother like he was going to hit him. And I stepped in between the two of them. And I said, lad, I don't care that you're from Athlone. I wouldn't give a fuck if you were from Ballymun in Dublin. If you hit him, I'm going to hit you. I don't care how many of you are here. I don't care if you beat the shit out of me after it. This is my brother. If you hit him, I'm going to hit you. And then I put my hand on the other fellow's shoulder beside me. I said, he is not my brother. But if you hit him, I'm going to hit you as well because he is with me. What is this about? And next thing your man was kind of rubbing his hands together and he was kind of leaning back and he was just saying, ah, you're, you're, like, you're like the helper of the group, are you? You're like the big man in the group. I said, we both share that then, don't we? We're, we're both sharing that right now. So the real small fella that I was talking about, he stepped towards the fella on my right, the other fella from the town. And he looked at him and said, give me your eyebrow bar. And your man's initial reaction was to take the eyebrow bar out of his eye and hand it to the young lad and said, here, let it's Grant, here. And he looked him up and down again. And as he did, I looked at your man, I said, you give him nothing else. Nothing else you give this fucker. And the little fellow looks at me and says, what are you going to do about it? I said, from where you stand now, I will knee you in the head. I am not a huge lad, but I reckon I could fucking reach. The whole group of lads behind him started laughing. I knew I was starting to, to, to de-escalate it, to kind of bring the tension down. So the little fellow again walked up to your man, looked him up and down, and he had a look at his feet. Your man was wearing the finest, the finest white Adidas runners you have ever seen in your life. I reckon he bought them the day before, knowing he was going for the shift. Knowing, right well, that a young one would melt into a pool of water at the size of a pair of white Adidas runners. It was a complete fucking game changer. So the young lad looked at him and said, give me your shoes. And I looked at him and said, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit in them? The group of lads started laughing. And he said, you're fucking annoying me. I said, you're fucking annoying me, lad. And I looked to your man beside me. I said, look, lad, I'm telling you now, if you give him them shoes, you are walking in your socks to Dangan. You are not getting into my mother's car. And the whole group of lads started laughing again. The young fella, the little small fella, turned around and said, I can have you killed. I said, there's enough people behind you now that could do that, but nobody is doing it. And the group of lads started laughing. The Athlone lads just kind of kept looking behind him at the group of lads and smiling and laughing. I just knew then that I had won these lads over. I knew straight away. And then from behind me, I could hear the rumble of this fucking 1.3 Toyota Starlet. She was red now, but she was a faded fucking red. And it just crossed over that little hill over the top of the fucking road, bounced down onto the road. The mother went past us, in towards where the park intersection was. She locked up the handbrake. She spun her around, pulled up beside us. The window came down. The sister was in the fucking front seat. And all I heard was, get in. I've got the dinner on. And your man from Athlone stepped towards me and he says, do you know what? He says, you're all right. You're a sound lad. He says, you're a funny bastard. He says, you're welcome to come here anytime you like. There's no stress at all. And we shook hands. Me and him shook hands. He didn't shake hands with the other two lads. The other two lads were quick to get into the fuck car. <laughs> but he shook hands with me and he said, you're all right. You know that. And they started walking down the road. I reckon they slagged the fuck out of that little fella the whole way down that road. But 
Uh, we very easily could have been fucking murdered there, but we weren't. It was fucking great, Craig. Uh, they also thought we were three lads from Clara that were wanting to fight with some fella called Jordan. And they kept saying this to us from the very beginning, the very first day we were there. Are you the Clara lads? I said, no, I'm from Danganlike. Oh, you're not here to fight with Jordan. I said, I don't even know Jordan. Who's Jordan? We never saw this Jordan fella. I never knew who he was, but that's what they thought. And um, yeah, those lads were were, um, were ready to kill us. And somehow I managed to de-escalate it and uh, actually turned it around where they were making fun of a lad that was probably... He was the smallest of them all, but he was the most aggressive. It, it, was, it was fucking funny. It's really funny to remember that. Uh, I hope all those lads are well. I hope the shapeshifter is still, uh, still throwing his shapes around that lawn and getting a good laugh out of it. He, he's not a bad fella at all. He was just in a crowd of lads that uh, he wanted to impress and, and keep, keep his uh, hierarchy in that group. So, and to that little fella, I hope you got a little bit taller and I hope you're a little bit wiser to the fact that you don't take someone's eyebrow bar often because that thing has been uh, pierced through that person's skin and it's likely covered in bacteria. So <laughs> It's good crack, though. That was good crack. Remembering back now, it's very funny. Right, we're going to wrap up the podcast now. We're a little bit over time than what we usually do. Got a bit carried away telling the story and, you know, it's, uh, it's good crack, like, but I don't want this podcast to just get longer and longer every time because that means I have to spend more time talking in my kitchen to myself and it's already weird enough that it's fucked up. It's actually fucked up. Like, if people don't actually understand listening to this, that I'm not a different person. I am actually still the same fella as the one that was talking a minute ago. Say something. What are you on about? Yeah, see, that's the same one as me. We're both the same lad, like. It's fucking crazy. But I do want to say that a lot of people have uh, been messaging us and reaching out to us saying that they do enjoy the podcast and they're, they're really relating to some of the stuff and it's great. So lads, please feel free to jump onto the Instagram there. Send us a private message. The Digger Dad. Follow us on the TikTok. The Digger Dad. And uh, you can also send an email through with, with a longer message for... Um, Read no on the podcast or whatever. We give you show outs, lads. We're pure sound. At thediggerdad at gmail.com. That's the email address. Happy enough to, to take your request and see where it goes. But we also want to end the podcast with some kind of positive motivation for people like we always do. So have you got anything at all, lad? If you sit in a dark room with the light off and you don't get up and turn on that light, you're constantly going to sit in that dark room. It's only when you get up and feel for that light switch and press that button you suddenly see everything around you there's light it's not dark anymore and who's done it? I've done it I've gotten up and done it it's the same with your mind if you keep hiding in that dark space you're going to stay there it's only going to get darker you need to start letting go of it you need to start opening up pull the curtains draw the blinds let people in let people see in Figure out what it is that's going on. And you watch how your mindset and how everything that affects you in life disappears and suddenly you draw in all these nice things. It's the law of attraction. You think bad things, you get bad things. You think good things, good things happen. It's a fucking thing. I really believe in it. And it's a thing. So don't hold back. Don't keep the stuff in. Let it out. However you have to let it out. But as long as it leaves you, it's not holding you back anymore. And you can get up Turn on that fucking light and have a look at the fine wallpaper you have in your house. Have a look at the picture of you and the dog. Yeah. Fucking enjoy life. And if stuff is hard, talk about it so you can keep on enjoying life. You're here for one go. 
And you shouldn't be the person to decide when that ends. Just because you're having a bad time. Nobody wants that. I don't want that. I don't know you that's listening to this right now. I, I don't know you. But I don't want you to do that. And that's coming from a complete stranger. So to people that do care about you and that are in your lives and you grew up with, your parents, your, your brothers, your sisters, kids, whoever it may be, they definitely don't want to lose you. So don't, don't give in. Don't give up. Stand up now. Turn on that fucking light switch and have a look around you and see what's actually there. When you've got light, you'll fucking see what's there. Turn it on, lad. Don't be sitting in the dark there. God, lad, that was, that was mighty. That was mighty. You're, you're a good man with the words, like, I will say that. But we really have to finish up because we're like 35 minutes in and that's an extra five minutes and we don't want to give that every time. So, uh, lads, thanks for listening to the podcast and please feel free to uh, give us suggestions on what you want us to talk about because you are, in fact, the listeners. So it's up to you what we talk about. And um, I just want to say goodbye in a different language, if that's all right. Adios, amigos. Take it easy, lads. All the best. Thank you. Goodbye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.